Have you hugged a ripen? Wagered a podcast bet? Toasted to friends at Clover Pine? Prove it all to your friends with Crossword merch available now in the gift shop. T-shirts, hats, mugs, stickers, and a whole lot more. Your purchase supports the show and keeps us running. Go to GhostbustersHQ/shop to get yours today. I like that shirt, friend. This week on the program, holy moly, the real Ghostbusters Ectomobile has returned. That's right, Walmart has an exclusive that is on sale right now as you are listening to this. The Ecto-1, Fearsome Flush, Bug-Eye Ghost, they're all back, we're going to talk about that. Uh, And then in the second half of the show, we're going to be talking about a classic real Ghostbusters episode, Play Them Ragtime Booze. It is a classic, but does it really hold up? And where are some of the holes? Stay tuned. Still Playing With Toys presents The Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossroad, the biggest podcast since 1909. So free. News, interviews, and commentary on everything Ghostbusters. Are you the key Here are your hosts, Troy Benjamin and Chris Stewart. You know, it's just occurred to me we really haven't had a completely successful test of this equipment. Oh, we have fun. Woo! My glasses! <laughs> My Cine effect showed up though. Ooh, look at that! My my, my Outland issue four. Um, I am glad that we did our our online shopping for Cinefix issues when we did. Hey, that's your game. Because it's going, it's going fast, eh? Yeah, I mean, well, and the prices are crazy. Like we had we had yeah. a listener reach out to us and say that they found the Ghostbusters the original Ghostbusters uh, issue for forty five dollars now and you know it's like a it used to be a twenty five dollar issue so the prices are yeah. up 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 They'll up, go up up and up yeah and, up. Um, and especially now I mean, knowing that Cinefex is ceasing publication I think everybody is doing their buying spree like we did at the same time yeah but very sad oh, um, I pulled a Ryan Dole again that's what that's called, right? A Ryan Dole? Pulling a Dole. You doled it. Pulling a, I doled it. Full on doled it. I doled it out. <laughs> I done doled it out. Um, that's there. all right. There you go. Ooh, nice and bright. Um, I could be on CNN. I'm lit so bright right now. Yeah. Yeah, I went. So you got your Outlander Cinefix. I ended up getting the the Gremlin Cinefix, which I was missing uh the back to the future the ride sin effects i got i got that lot that we've mm-hmm. were looking at before um so i ended up getting like uh back to the future the ride uh the original jurassic park there were a bunch of ones from the 90s in there which was really cool um but yeah and now i think i have to pump the brakes because i'm seeing the prices go up and it's just like whoa i'm i'm good i have the issues that i need i'm not going to try to get a complete set now <laughs> Otherwise, I'm going to break the bank. I don't have the money to begin with. So There was Dude. one I saw on eBay. And I don't know if it's still there. But it was like something like a 40-book run. And it was um, summer's like late 80s onwards sort of thing. Yeah. They, they were asking for like 600 bucks. Ooh. It was like, that was... Wow. 600 as a lump is a lot per issue. It was crazy good price, right? Like I was <laughs> with some of the Somebody gems in there, there you can't get. Yeah. Some of the gems you can't get and the way it's going like we said, I think a lot you probably would have been able to make your money back just by going I have this one or I don't want this one and selling it at the new Yeah. 
the new prices, right? So. Well, it's very sad though. Very, very sad to be losing Cinefix. And I've seen a lot of people be, because they've been getting their subscription issues of The Mandalorian, the final issue too, that we talked about last week. Yes. And just keeps picking at the wound. It won't heal. But Well, man. yeah. I uh, dropped by uh, one of the local comic shops here. Um, uh, the one by my office that I very rarely go to currently, but uh, dropped in to support local stores and I asked him about it if he said uh, yeah do you want me to put one I don't have a box there a buddy of mine does so yeah. I'm gonna get one because he's gonna throw it in my buddy's uh, pull box so oh, that's good I will have the final issue which is good I, it, it's getting harder and, like that's actually popped up on eBay the most is that final issue with crazy prices on it like some people are already selling it for like $7,500 and it's like well you could go to your local bookshop or Barnes and Noble, like they, they still got their issues. A little um, hunting, you can still find yeah. them, right? Yeah. So, so anyway, <coughs> um, but we're here to talk about happy things. This is a very happy episode, uh, ladies and gentlemen. It Monday, is Monday, Tuesday, happy things. Happy things. Monday, Friday, happy things. Um, we have a lot of real Ghostbusters chat ahead, which, believe it or not, I mm. think is, is kind of a fun surprise here uh, because we will be talking yeah. about the awesome uh, Hasbro offerings that are on Walmart.com uh, as of today. Hopefully, as you uh, listen to this, or on days past when you listen to this or watch this, um, and uh, we're going to be doing a uh, a new Deke Peaks, an unsolicited Deke Peaks about Play Them Ragtime Booze, which I'm very excited about. That's one of my favorite episodes uh, that we're going to dive into. Um, so uh, without any further delay, we're just going to jump into the news so that we can keep this this train running, this choo-choo train running. I don't know where I can, that's, that, I, that was stupid. I'm never going to do that again. That was dumb. Hey guys, Peter. I have some news from the world of Gozer. I got some pretty cool stuff cooking up over here if you want to turn your head. Multiplanar curly and emanation. Now, well, here's your next month's cover of GQ. Check out the aura on this sucker. Um, all right, so uh, Chris, let's just start uh, with the big news uh, here at the very top. Um, the uh, about a week ago, two uh, two weeks ago, as you're listening to this, uh, the Hasbro Pulse uh, social media account was like, "Hey, fans, what would you like to see in the next round of real Ghostbusters fi- uh, figures uh, or or products?" And of course, yes. everybody kind of raised an eyebrow, like, "In the future of real Ghostbusters products?" <laughs> hmm. And it turned it turned out it was one part getting people hyped and one part. Have we invested poorly? <laughs> <laughs> have we made bad decisions? Did we, what choose? Have, what would, did we choose what the fans want? And and lo and behold, uh, here as again, uh, Monday when this episode goes live, if you go to walmart.com, search for collectibles, they have uh, in their Hasbro section, you know, Star Wars, all of the Hasbro stuff has their own little sections. But uh, the real Ghostbusters offerings are the Ecto-1. Very excited about that. We'll get into that in a second. Uh, the Bug-Eye Ghost and Fearsome Flush. Uh, longtime stalwart, uh, you know, kind of, I think a lot of people know Fearsome Flush. Uh, if they're aware of real Ghostbusters, they're aware of, of Fearsome Flush. Uh, so I think I think they're really... They're really latching onto the nostalgia threads here and hoping that people see yeah. that on shelves like, oh, I had that as a kid and it's back. It was a toilet that scared me. Um, the world's worst transformer. It Fearsome really Flush. was. It was the it's the <laughs> world's worst potty training uh, assistance. Um, <laughs> but let's let's start with the Ecto-1 because that's that's kind of where I'm the most excited. And I have a feeling 
as you're listening to this might already be sold out. Just throwing that out there. I'm yeah, <laughs> a good feeling. Oh uh, boy. I really hope that they're, uh, cause th- here's the thing with the Ecto one. I have two loose back in, you know, my home, uh, in Colorado mm-hmm. with my parents. Um, I, I want to get two more. I want to have one for me in the box because when's the last time I had the opportunity to purchase an Ecto one in the box, uh, in mint, hopefully mint condition, Walmart right. looking at you. Um, and then one for my daughter to play. She's got the four retro figures. Now she does need the Ecto one. The next feasible step from that is the firehouse. So let's re-release the firehouse in the next wave, guys. But uh, what were you surprised? Because I I know like in the toy anxiety that I I hung out a little bit with the yes have some kids, uh, and there was some speculation on like we think it's going to be the ecto glows, we think it's going to be the fright features. Uh, I think Craig was one of the ones who said it's going to be ghosts because we got humans predominantly in the last wave. Um, was, yeah. was any of that surprising to you, Chris? Uh, you mean ultimately what came out? No, yeah. not really. I yeah. think, I think the, the, the theory they put forth on yes, have some about it being ghosts was a good one. Uh, just because, I mean, if no lesson has been learned from Ghostbusters merchandising, it's like, you can only sell us the four guys over and over True. so often at a certain speed. Um, but now that we have the four guys, it was almost a given that, yeah, they need the car to go into. So they need the car. They need some more ghosts to fight. Um, to and fight. again, yeah. I mean, I'm hoping that a re-release of the four, at least the four retro uh, original <clears throat> Ghostbusters, but also Green Ghost and Stay Puffed will hopefully be on the shelves with those as well. So you'll see like the four guys, yeah. the Ecto, it'll be just like 1986 when you walked into the store and you saw that first couple waves. Um, yeah. But I mean, Ecto Glow is the thing that Ghostbusters fans really really want it's just they had such a they were the end of the line right yeah like, they weren't really around enough for people to kind of go oh this is the thing i coveted as a kid right so and that was kenner's kind of um, last gasp at several lines like robocop had glowing figures uh ghostbusters had yeah. glowing figures i think i think some of the police academy figures had a glow element to them um the other thing too is we have no real like you don't see a lot of glow in the dark um uh, stuff in the toy yeah, aisles anymore. So the question is, is for all we know, that might be a prohibitively expensive uh, material these days. And those things were head to yeah. toe glowing material, uh, the glow plastic, right? Well, remember the other thing too, is it was a glow in the dark plastic that was very similar to the, like in consistency to the plastic that the figures were made of. These new ones were made entirely different. Plastic yeah, too, yeah right? it is. So, it's not that spongy, uh, you know, more kind of, I don't, I, I want to say oil based. I don't know anything about plastics, so I don't no. want to get into it, but it's, it's sort of like that's sp- the old ones were softer, right? The softer plastic. Yeah. yeah very much um, so. Um, so I don't, I think, um, I think we will see another line of the guys, but honestly, I think it'll be the fright features yeah. guys. I think that's the second most popular of all of them. That, I, I was, I was kind of surprised. I thought the, the, Fright features guys would be the next in line so that you got the Egon in his white suit with the blue tie and Ray with the ecto goggles yeah. and the scream and that, like that. I thought that line was going to be next, but this makes Although, a whole lot yeah, of sense. Yeah. The other thing to point out too, is that the fright features are mechanisms. That, those aren't exactly the easier versions mm-hmm. of the figures to Pricey. put together. Right. Yeah. So um, uh, they sell enough ectos. We may see them sort of things, but to answer going back to your question that you posited 10 minutes ago, we've been rambling on. That's uh, what we do. Not really a surprise. No, yeah. I think the car was a natural, especially people clamber for the car every single time it comes out, right? Like, 
And so it was, you know, the, the four figs did so well. I think they were surprised at how many people purchased the four figures, uh, not just for their own shelves, but for their kids. Yeah. And if you're going to do that, you're probably more than prepared to drop. I don't know what we figure it's going to be. Uh, yeah, that's 40, the, 50 bucks. Probably going like, to be in that 50, 60. We don't have the, the prices in front of us as we record this, no, obviously, but unfortunately, um, but yeah, I mean, it, I've it, revealed the flaw in our system. But, uh, <laughs> that is the one flaw uh, of our recording system here. But, but if you drop the money on f- the four figures, it's a small step to at the very least get a ghost Yeah, and, you know, maybe shop ahead. Uh, you know, for Christmas, you can amortize your cost across the, the, the year by picking up all three and then holding on to them till mm-hmm. birthday slash Christmas. So, yeah. yeah, I will say bug eye ghost. We, we saw them sculpting in that Hasbro, uh, pulse con that happened That's true. 10 years yeah. ago now at this point, it feels like, um, <laughs> so, so bug eye ghost, not a surprise. The, the fright features Slimer, that second Slimer that we did see the sculpting happening and the, the mechanisms being worked on in that video is a no show. So I, I still expect that will probably happen down the line. Um, and, uh, I lost Chris. But we're going to no, keep didn't. going. Oh, there he is. Hey. <laughs> Doing it on my phone. My phone decided to throw a message at me. I tried uh, to wipe the message away. The phone decided to wipe the whole thing away. Whoever Anyways, sent that message sorry. to Chris feels shame. Um, so, yeah. So, the, the Ecto one, that's, that's man, I am so excited when I saw that. That was, that's where my heart leapt up. And I was like, oh, literally, I, again, in that toy anxiety chat uh, with, with Yes Have Some, I was saying, like, I fingers crossed for Ecto-1, even though I didn't think it was going to be Ecto-1. I thought it was going to be figures, you know, things that you can put on a peg, not an actual vehicle that takes up shelf space yeah. and things like that. It And it is, there it is, the Ecto-1, and the the box looks the the same. Um, everything feels and looks the same. They're, they're really doing yeah. a great job, uh, so. It's a it's a guaranteed sell. Like, you, you I mean, unless the price is super prohibitive and I don't think it will be the price on the four figures was not you know the no. figures themselves wasn't terribly pro- it's still a far cry is, from what it was in the 80s but you know oh, of uh, course but uh, this is this is Hasbro uh, you know taking advantage of their their factory setup and their distribution network and all that they've got it dialed in so that the pricing isn't going to be super insane yeah um, and it will sell because Ectos are always in demand. I think the ghosts are more questionable. I think ultimately we may find the ghosts end up being a little harder to find because maybe they won't have made as many of them for fear yeah. that <laughs> it's one thing to say, buy an Egon and it's, here, buy a toilet that wants to bite you. And I think the numbers <laughs> might end oh, up being but lower. Fearsome Flush is so iconic. Yeah. I mean, I, I get it what you're is. saying though. It's, I, I think the good thing out of this that they have from that first round is they saw what a demand there was for it you know maybe they underestimated the the demand the first time and that's kind of what led to some of the hiccups in the walmart sales the first go around you know the pre-orders sold out like that um and then they did the reprints without the who you gonna call and re-offered some stuff and now eh, there's a good chance you could go to your walmart store and at least find one or two of the figures because they are there's a couple of them that are still uh warming the pegs out there but um, i think what surprised them the most was the demand for the uh the popper Yes, that's true. Um, I think that was the one that they looked at and went, eh, maybe you know, guys will want it just for old time's sake sort of thing. And the demand for them was way higher than anybody yeah. expected. Uh, uh, to the point that it became a became a very big thing to be able to go to your store, find them, and then let people know 
on the off chance that they want you to grab one for them because yeah, the demand was huge. Yeah. So. Um, and, and was pretty readily available at the beginning and then all of a sudden just disappeared. So it, it was kind of the right. opposite of the plasma series Ecto at target where it was just like, I can't, I can't get this thing to save my life. And now it's everywhere. Uh, now with no. the popper, it's like, I could, I could totally get 10 of these if I wanted right now. And now they're nowhere too. It's, it's crazy. Um, so, uh, so uh, again, odds are, if you are watching or listening to this, you already know, and are already aware that these three items are up for sale on walmart.com now. But, um, if you don't uh, pause us and come back, uh, because if you want these things, go do it now, because, uh, you're going to yes. regret it if you don't, is what I'm There's saying. There's a small chance that if you're Michael Tanaka, Michael, you have at least two hours to wait. <laughs> Because you've downloaded this the second it became available online. Yeah. 127 Um, AM. Um, but, uh, for everybody else downloading it before, you know, the, their morning coffee, uh, run, run. And, and just very, very cool to see, uh, Hasbro slash Kenner's continuing to support the retro real Ghostbusters line. So I'm hoping that there are more, more things to come there. Um, uh, so Chris, some unfortunate news, here uh in yeah. the show uh, charles fincher fincher technologies if you went to ghostbusters fan fest you saw their amazing booth which was l- literally right there uh off to the side in the wings uh, of the main yep. stage that was over by the commissary at, at sony um very sad uh lost their house in a fire uh, about two weeks ago now as you're listening to this yeah um, and and total i mean complete devastation of their house uh, from top it, to bottom got at the entire building by it, the looks of the picture very yeah. sad and of course you know we as collectors we see the, the images uh that you know, of their action figures and their props and their arcade one up uh <laughs> arcade that they had like they had mm-hmm. so many things that we know and love they had a wonderful collection that all just are com- are completely ashen um but setting that aside um their house is gone and they're in in some great need and uh, again, uh, throwing credit where credit is due to our, yes, have some friends who, um, have infinite and exponential and seemingly limitless energy. I don't know, Craig, whatever you've got, man, just share some please. But, uh, set up a, a he go runs on electricity. I don't know. I, do you plug <laughs> in? Are you a hybrid? I don't know. Uh, but so they've set up a GoFundMe, uh, for, for the Fincher family. And at last glance, it was well over their $10,000 goal. They were trying to get some, some funding for the Finchers to, to help them out, uh, still ongoing. Um, and this is one of those things where, um, you know, any, any little bit helps. I know I'm, I'm a little strapped at the moment right now. So just a, a small donation was all that I could give, but I think any little bit will help them kind of get back on their feet and, yeah. and hopefully supplement maybe some insurance money, whatever ends up happening to help them rebuild their house, buy a new house, whatever their, their next steps may be. It's just very sad and very, it's very sad. Um, I prefer to look on the bright side, which is we've had a few, conversations like this um uh that have involved involved we lost our you know brother and sister fans and in this case everybody seems to be all right which is the positive side the downside is yes the the impact on their lives is huge And, and i mean it doesn't take much empathy to stop and just imagine we're all fans we all have our collection of stuff it's like just pretend pretend in five minutes it's all gone what then, right? Like, and not so. just not just the collection part of it, just the the walls yeah. around you have burned to the ground. Um, and I think no walls are optional. <laughs> collection, collection is life, Troy. Yes. 
Um, but but, I, but the thing but the thing is is what I'm what I'm trying to say. I don't want to sound weird. I sound weird, but I'm I'm trying not to sound weird. The point is is that you will sort out the walls again. The family will will move on, but the collection is not as easily replaceable. Yeah. You know what I mean? And he's ha- he's been a fan for so long, and that's a you know a close part of every fan's identity as a fan is what they've collected over decades and you yeah. don't know what you'll get back you don't know if you can you don't know if you want to no. to a degree and right particularly, so. i mean knowing that they did a lot of in, uh, a lot of things in the prop community where they probably had molds and and yeah. prototypes and things that they were building off of to help supply all of us with uh, the amazing gear that everybody else out there has built there's there's um, stuff we you know they yeah. they probably won't be able to replace yeah. and it's it's hard it's like um why does everything I say make me sound weird? I'm not a robot. I am a human being. But if you've ever written uh, a paper for school and the computer eats it right at the end, that feeling of how do yeah. I start this thing over do? again? Uh, so take that and just you know amplify it up to something as critical in your life as a house and a home and the things yeah. that made it, right? So. Yeah. So, uh, but, but good to see the outpouring of love, uh, not just yep. from the fans, but from the people behind the camera and in front of the camera who have been uh, chipping in as well. So, um, so go, I, I also outpour love and I'm not a robot. That's if there's anything we take away from this conversation, I am a human being with human feelings. I'm going to put nine <laughs> photos on the screen right now, Chris Stewart. And I want you to tell me how many of them have fire hydrants. <laughs> I okay. need a test. <laughs> Excuse me while I Google fire hydrant. Fire hydrant, yes, exactly. Uh, hills and mountains, and then you look in the back yeah. and you're like, I, I can't see the horizon line in some of these. They look like they're on like a old Mavica <laughs> camera. Anyway, we'll um, uh, we'll refresh the uh, the GoFundMe link, yes, uh, just so it floats at the top of the social media there for uh, a while to come. Um, as, as as you said, right? Like you know, even if you have. Don't have much. A little will go a just long a, way if just we a all couple band bucks. together, right? Yeah, so. exactly. So, so please do. Um, so, uh, sad news uh, ultimately, but I, I do want to have. There's one one <clears throat> other kind of news item that we need to touch on before we get into our play them ragtime booze uh, discussion. Uh, mm-hmm. Some uh, af- affordable. I was going to say cheap, but that sounds very um, like I'm knocking judgmental. Them. Just, yeah. Very judgmental. Um, there are some discounted affordable prop items that are coming on the horizon. I think this is sort of an, in response to how well the spirit Halloween um, uh, offerings have been going with, uh, with the larger, uh, you know, know, people going out trick or treating people going to parties, people, especially after this last year, Halloween parties next year. Oh boy, hold on. It's going to be one (laughs) hell of a ride. Um, so, uh, it's, it's kind of nice to see some, some, um, more accessible, Hey, that's a better word. Some more accessible items coming, uh, including a $16 proton pack, which I've seen some people trying to figure out what that is going to look like. Um, yes, because there's a listing, but no photo uh, right. as of this recording. Um, I think the only photos we have right now are the PKE meter and the uh, ecto goggles. Ecto goggles, yes, um, which look not bad. Not bad at all. Perfectly um, serviceable. The ecto goggles look kind of akin to the goggles that were offered. I want to say from Spirit Halloween. Like the inside looks a little bit like the the old Maddie collector uh, goggles, but then the outside has that sort of Spirit Halloween look. Um, yeah. Um, at $16, 
I think it's fair to say there will be no lights and sound. No. It's probably just a, a am, hollow shell, right? Maybe with like am, a little backpack yeah. strap. I am suspicious that even then... So the Spirit Halloween is two-thirds, 75%? What? 75% of size? Yeah, Something like that? Some, somewhere around there, yeah. The scale is a little wonky on the Spirit pack. Um, it's yeah. possible this may be... It cannot be larger than that. And I wonder to a degree if it may not end up being smaller and just sort of targeted as a child thing. Because again, the world is filled with options for human adults to get a, a proton pack to wear. Um, you know, but the world's still got a lot of kids in it that want yeah. a proton pack. So a $16 one aimed just for kids, I think will go a long, long way. Could be an inflatable um, pack too, like the, the Ruby's costumes were. Um, I feel like that could, could be doable for $15, $16. Um, but let's just say if you want to make the, the Winston comic tiny proton pack on each arm with the hand throwers. <laughs> I think we move one step closer to, to being able That's to just drill that off the wrist shelf. rocket so. proton packs. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, check that. Those are entertainmentearth.com, I believe, is the place to pick those up, at least right now. They at the moment, will be available elsewhere. Um, the company is Disguise something I think it's just Disguise, yeah. I think it's just Disguise. Uh, and they know they've got a terrible search engine uh, name because uh, I put in Disguise costumes and went, this is not going to work. No. And yeah, it turned out they were right at the top. Yeah. So they, they're paying the right people to help you find to them. get their SEO a little bit better <laughs> some way, somehow. But uh, so offerings yeah. are going to be the pack, Ghost Trap, PKE Meter, uh, Ecto Goggles. There's a fifth one, isn't there? What did I miss? Pack, Trap, Goggles. Maybe that's it. Maybe it's just, it just those the four. four. Yeah. I thought it was the um, four. But, uh, Although that's not to say they may not drop some more on us too, because they do have a wide range of costumes as well. So yeah, I, I think we should keep an eye on them for a while, because I suspect there seems to be no limit on who can make costume style gear and outfits like rubies and spirit. It's not an exclusive seem- license, it seems, which no. is fine the more so, the merrier, um, yeah. as far as I'm concerned. But so I suspect if they've gotten their hands on the license, they may maximize it as much as anybody else. Just yeah. So we'll, more stuff. Here's hoping. Although if they if they want to make another Slimer candy holder, I I'm open to more of those. I still want to get my get hands mine. on them. So. Yeah, that's. I'm looking forward to going into a Spirit of Halloween store again at some point yeah. in my life. Yeah. I'm just looking forward to going into stores, but that's another story altogether. Um. All right. So we should do. All right. We They're so in, huge, though they are technically social distance friendly. Uh, that's uh, well. I, th- the thing about the Spirit Halloween stores here is they put them into old, you know, Tower Records and things where they were tiny, right. and uh, yeah, it's a whole. Oh, other story, here but. they throw them into like you know, uh, the, old uh, the old that navy have and been, stuff like uh, that. That have, yeah, out. They, yeah, yeah, the ones where they can't even fill it out. They have to put yeah. up the the drape fake walls on the side, uh, and technically uh, everything you want animatronic. Is activated by a foot pedal. Spirit Halloween That's is very ahead true. of the curve. It's very true. If it wasn't for the fact that you have to touch the crap that everybody else touched, it would be perfectly safe to go to. All I could think Anyways. about was the the meme I saw floating around after the Oprah royal family uh, uh, interview that was uh, breaking news: Spirit Halloween moving into Buckingham Palace, and I thought, <laughs> my God, that is brilliant. Um, yeah, they responded to it on social media, going, "We have our first location. <laughs> we're moving to the UK. So, we're moving, moving to the UK. Um, uh, we joke, but." Uh, uh, Halloween is, 
it's on the rise in uh, in. Uh, Don't you tell well, me how many days it's going to be already, Chris? Oh, no, okay. no, no, no. <laughs> what I mean is, is the interest in it's it's spreading in terms of of cultural popularity around the world, and the UK is kind of the next stepping stone. They're really. I remember ten years ago, Jonathan Ross kind of saying, "Oh, we do it in around our neighborhood, but people are kind of half there, half not, yeah. sort of thing." And every year, it seems more and more everybody's talking about Halloween, and I don't know, especially this year, everybody's so bored. If you ever want to sell anybody on, like, you know what, uh, fellow Canadians, it's time to get everybody hooked on curling because everybody's <laughs> bored as heck. This is the year. This is the year. God, curling anyways. is so much fun. I'm so excited for the Winter Olympics to watch curling. But um, all right. Well, anyways. anyways, we're going to jump into our unsolicited deep peeks here. We're going to talk about another uh, real Ghostbusters episode. Very excited mm-hmm. to talk about this one because it is uh, kind of up there on the echelon of my favorite episodes, too. Um, but uh, we're going to we're going to be watching and commentating on Play Them Ragtime Booze. Um, which is uh, one of those first season episodes, a very, very wonderful episode, a lot of great music in there. Um, Some proton pack action, kind of like, I know, Chris, your your stance on Ghostbusters is, are there packs and traps and do they capture ghosts? Then I'm in. This is a little different because we've got some voodoo, no trapping. uh, The pack is in Hawaii. Um, but, uh, we'll get into there that was later. There, an attempt, an attempt was made. Yes, there was an attempt made. Uh, so this is a very fun episode, uh, written by Michael Reeves and Steve Perry. Um, and, uh, Steve Perry is, uh, a big, big influence on me, including his, uh, shadows of the empire novel, his, uh, aliens and AVP, uh, uh novels that he wrote back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, very, very wonderful writer and a great guy. We've talked to him, uh, God, I can't even think. Uh, over the course of how many years have we been doing this since 1996? I think I've talked to that guy many, many times, uh, both formally and informally. He's he's just a, a wonderful person. So, mm-hmm. um, and I'm trying to think if there's anything else we need to do in preamble here for this particular episode that you need to know. Uh, other than keep an eye on our Etsy because the new crypto Mm. fan t-shirt will be going up that is a very good uh so if you did not purchase the knock knock shirt um there's going to be a there's going to be one week of overlap here so if you are listening to yeah yeah. it's going to be gone because as soon as i put up the ones for play them ragtime booze the knock knock one is gone um but uh yeah chris you've actually you've got some uh some designs in mind for this one i don't want to I don't want to don't, spoil. Don't spoil it. Yeah, so go to ghostbustershq.net slash shop to pick up um, maybe and maybe. Maybe. Um, maybe. But yeah, check that out. All right, so here's what I'm going to do, Chris. We're going to uh, we're gonna queue up our, our version of the uh, video here. Um, but everybody out there, uh, go to your iTunes, go to your Time Life discs, uh, whatever your real Ghostbusters um, venue of choice happens to be. Uh, because we're going to be showing just reference here. You're not going to hear the audio. You're not going to see every frame. It's <laughs> I'm going to sneeze. Thank you. <laughs> uh, it's fine. We're going to leave that in. Um, but, uh, but yeah, we're, we're not going to show you the entire episode because of copyright reasons, obviously. But uh, follow along with us, please. We're going to start the episode and we'll give you a countdown from three, two, one, go. Uh, give yourself a little bit of Moogly's feet there and pause and, uh, we'll give you a second here. Are you ready? Hopefully you've paused us. 
Hopefully you've realized you can pause us. Okay, good. So are you queued up? Here we go. We're going to go in three, two, one. Hey, you can't hear the theme song anywhere because that's what gets the copyright flag immediately. Uh, but, uh, yeah, this is, this is very exciting. Uh, play them ragtime booze is another one of those that I had the, um, uh, it was, it was kind of in the, the regular rotation of VHS. Um, yeah. It was rentals. another one of those, uh, magic window offerings. Yeah. We'll break um, out of the magic window offering sooner or later. But, uh, <laughs> this is true for the moment. Uh, well, I don't know. This was a pretty good choice on your part, just because as you say, it does, as I like to say, it moves away from the movie and more towards the role-playing game, which is weird situation, and you cannot access everything you normally can access. You have to, they have to kind of go sideways to solve the episode. Um, I mean, it would make a good RPG campaign, to be honest. So. Oh, absolutely, and and you encounter things that you have to deal with without just like firing at it and crossing streams and overloading packs and and things like that. Um, and and perfect RPG trope too is that they try to jury rig That's to true. do the normal thing and it didn't work for them. So. That's very true. Um, I, I, although I realize in hindsight I should have done this, we should have done this episode first in time for Mardi Gras instead of Knock Knock but that's a whole Meh. other story. Um, oh well. Close enough. I, I will say seeing this as a kid, this was one of my first introductions to uh, Voodoo New Orleans, which because a small town kid in uh, Colorado, I was unfamiliar yeah. with Mardi Gras, the French Quarter. Um, just see, seeing the band in the gazebo out there playing was kind of like, oh, now I understand New Orleans Street at Disneyland. <laughs> it was kind of... Yeah. Uh, um, I like the idea that ghosts are just leaving instruments lying around Louisiana. Uh, yeah. Just uh, disappearing and leaving a clarinet sitting at a, a bench somewhere. Um, you'd imagine that some drunk out of towner must be picking up cursed clarinets and taking them home, right? Like, uh, so here's one thing I didn't understand. Rewatching this episode just before as kind of preparation for this, Chris. Um, <laughs> this whole setup, like the the car, the Ecto almost wrecking. Uh, I, I don't know why that happens. Like usually in the Ghostbusters, the real Ghostbusters cartoons, like they blow a tire, they crash. And that's what, and that, what, that's what leads them to where they have to be, uh, for the story. That was just a red herring. Like that all happens. And Winston just like plays into the slide and he's fine. Everything's fine. It, it was a real good time killer. (laughs) I think it's what (laughs) it it was. It was some good ectomobile action to help sell that Kenner ecto one because you don't see it again for the rest of the episode. Um, all right, so here's uh, Marie. I hope you all are not too disappointed, no? <laughs> disappointed? Us? Don't be silly. Muscle shirt Pete. But, and, and his New York Yankees, but not New York Yankees hat. So, okay, so Marie, who is supposed to be kind of like a Cajun uh, f- f- French New Orleans accent, uh, sounds very French-Canadian to me very funny yeah a, a little bit uh and i had to look it up sharon noble who's the voice uh performer behind marie is uh from winnipeg and has done a lot of theater in canada um and so i'm willing to bet that they wanted her to do that kind of like french uh you know french district yeah. accent 
and she just kind of took it to uh, that's why i'm wearing my my nordiques hat here she kind of took it to that quebecer uh, accent yeah she got a <laughs> hey uh don't be late for uh, poutine later eh? It, exactly it and then and then a little bit later she tries to do some of the like phraseology that that you hear a lot in in new orleans and it just doesn't yeah doesn't work but um she was also the voice of the computer and mask i just that's i don't i pulled that out of nowhere but there you go there's sharon noble the voice of the computer and mask she's a little bit of a strange character because in an episode set in louisiana with uh african-american ghosts and she's fighting them with what is technically Caribbean uh, Afro magic. They decided to go with a, a. She's paler than the rest of them, palette wise. Yeah, like she you, is. You want you want and that blonde to boot like. Love, and I, I don't want to. I don't want to get all Venkman, political. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, I get. Well, yes. See, I didn't want to get all political with it, but in 1986, I don't think Saturday morning was allowed to, you know, have a. Uh, the, the witch doctor, the borderline or, uh, love interest, show up as a uh, an African American uh, woman. So, well, or even just like uh, like the Shadow Man and Princess and the Frog, like just sort of that stereotypical uh, voodoo witch doctor uh, who you would expect yeah. to see in in Louisiana. Um, well, I mean, they wrote it so that Peter's got to be kind of into her sort of thing, and again, yeah. why couldn't he be into somebody else? But they decided. There's a, the other thing. By the way, he's got his watch. Nod to the the good old Casio the watch. The Casio calculator watch. There, yeah. Um, we see it in a bit here when everybody wakes up. Um, yeah, I, they just didn't give good notes, I guess, or half notes, to because that crowd, again, just an entire group of what? And who are these three guys in the front? Like just like show up out of no. Where's to join the band? Yeah, I don't know. I have a lot of questions. I, I know you picked this as a fave. I have a lot of questions about this episode. <laughs> By the way, that little bit of nonsense that Egon threw around about preternaturally... What did he say? Preternaturally hypnagogic... Uh, it doesn't mean what he says it does, but anyways, uh, uh, I was going to... Is it Vonnegut? I want to say, because I think it was on the GB Wiki or something, that that's, that's a Vonnegut reference, isn't it? It could be, which would make sense because actually there's a bunch of references. He makes a Peter makes a W. C. Fields uh, paraphrase later on, sort of thing. Oh, and they man. did that a lot in these things. Again, uh, way over your head as an eight year old kid, but going back totally. and watching things like that, it's like, oh, there's there's Lovecraft references and stuff. In yeah, here. but okay. see, here she is. She takes out she takes out the ghosts, but those three guys in front are just. Well, and, and she's got like, around? The, the, the bag of Grigory or something like that that she she dusts yeah. them with. I, See, that, that, yeah. that crowd could have used a bit more palette. That's all I'm saying. But again, 1986. I We're say, officially old enough that we can refer to things as it was a different it time. It was a different time, yeah. Um, Steve Perry does love his time slip, time travel stories here, seeing the clock running forward. Because uh, in Extreme Ghostbusters, he did the Ghost Apocalyptic Future episode too, which... Is kind of fun to see like an alternate universe in a different uh, time period. But um, all I could think about the last time I rewatched this was this is what they attempted to do in Ghostbusters Answer the Call with absolutely no explanation whatsoever. Yeah. That there was the time slip in, in Times Square and you saw the 1970s Times Square imagery kind of cascading around. I, I, I have this sense... And this is just speculation. I, this is not founded in anything. But I have this sense that that 
Paul Feig and Katie Dippold watched the first couple seasons of Real Ghostbusters for inspiration when they were making Answer the Call and probably pulled from this episode in, in terms of that space-time time slip. You know, they they, they yeah. saw this and they were like, oh my God, that's so cool. They took New Orleans back to the way that it was back in the 1940s. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, there's always a bit of room with just parallel coincidence as well. But yeah. Say, well, the thing is, is Katie Dippold was potentially, as a fan, remembers this episode just True. in general. And she wrote it, right? Yeah. Um, but by the way, uh, nice to see Ray bringing back the old nightcap. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't the one with the boogeyman? Boogeyman. He's I just missing a, his stay I want puffed a glass a of water. Plushy. Yeah, exactly, yeah. right? <laughs> uh, Mambo sounds absolutely nothing Mambo. like Mama Peter. Come no. on. That's... The good news is, like, the, the Lorenzo Muzak, like, his voice acting sells jokes like this so much better. I love Dave Coulier. I don't, I don't mean this is a knock on Dave Coulier, but, like, a joke like that from from Lorenzo's voice sounds a lot different from Dave's voice, where it's yeah. like, really, you don't look that old. It just sounds so kind of like, oh, you're trying yeah. to be Bill Murray, but this was like kind of a different character. Anyway. See, the, there's not a lot of rules around Malachi and his band. Like, they're just they kind of come and go. It feels more like a Vigo setup where he's just, you know, lives beyond his time. Yeah. But it, he's not. He's a ghost that kind of appears and disappears. And ultimately, no- what is his goal to turn to turn time into this thing that has no definition so that time like, is all things at once? It was. It's a big idea that could use a little bit more than 23 minutes to get into and solve. But uh, uh and also, this is just sort of the, uh, the the setup here to get rid of the packs. Like, hey, Janine, send the packs to us. We were supposed to be on vacation at this. And then they go to Hawaii. Um, uh-huh. That's fun. I also want to know who they hired that they were going to be there in 24 hours. Oh, it was the Express. Oh, shoot. They're going to say it in a second here because it's the company that ends up sending them to Hawaii. And Peter doesn't know that they're going to Hawaii because of their screw up here. Well, that's the other impressive part is that. Thanks, Ray. They end up in Hawaii within 24 hours. Is it a very efficient company? Uh, yes, yes. See, they just it, see. Would have made sense if the gazebo was somehow a, a focal right. point. He can come out in the middle of the day now. I thought it was something that happened around midnight. Uh, but you know. Anyways, uh, so I think we're about to get into the Civil War reenactment here, right? Is that yeah this part? Uh, yeah, they're 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 time jumping around there. Yeah, where so, they decided that, watch for it. Where they decided that Winston needed a prehistoric hat. Oh yeah, that's that's when they're floating. Change. But here, <laughs> so so we're in the middle of the Civil War, and poor Egon is is got the stovepipe hat like President Lincoln here, and if yeah. you just just watch, there's one bullet that whizzes by here. And I think to myself, wow, you would never get away with this with standards and price. Yeah, right there. The Lincoln assassination <laughs> joke? In in the middle of a children's cartoon? Yeah. I mean, let's, let's, uh, yeah, we would never get away with having the, the, the Civil War reenactment happening, but just, just that one shot could, that one yeah. shot in terms of filmmaking and one shot in terms of firing the bullet would never happen now um but anyway that's 
Watching this one back with my daughter and, and knowing that that went over her head, I uh, was like, oh, thank goodness. It seemed like kind of a weird thing to not look up like a halfway feasible actual Civil War battle that took place in Louisiana. In Louisiana. Mention yeah. it, right? Uh, okay, so here, yeah, because they make mention that here they're 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 spatially where Louisiana will be. Uh, it's just that yeah, it's underwater. It was underwater. Why does Winston Why have is a hat? Winston in that hat? Yeah. <laughs> By the way, <laughs> weird megalodon. What is that supposed to be? It's not a megalodon. Megalodon <laughs> is an ancient shark. This is a, 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 a plesiosaur. Okay. A plesiosaur. Okay. Specifically, is... I looked it up. Uh, Leo Pluridon is what it most oh, looks okay. like. like Plesiosaur is actually just kind of a blanket term for uh, water reptiles uh, way back then. I learned a little bit in watching this episode, so, you know, I feel well, good about good. myself. And but learning, the more you know. This is the best gag here where they have to time warp <laughs> back and they all just look stupid on the grass. Uh, I, love, I love that moment. And particularly Peter just groveling and oh, that's such a good moment. Um, there we go, WC Fields. Cleveland or anywhere. Our gear should have arrived. Has it been 24 hours, Ray? That's the like our gear should be here by now. And I'm like, I don't think it's been 20. You just called Janine like you, 10 seconds you, ago. Yeah, you exactly. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, good. the girl Peter, remember? Picturesque, fascinating little town. Sounds aces with me. Looks like it's dude. How do you decide to wear a muscle shirt and forget to like hang out with the girl? Come on, Peter. I, yeah, you're better than this. And knowing that he was going to be going to Mardi Gras and for what purposes? Come on, Peter. Anyway, um, I do like that Egon never goes anywhere without a PKA meter. No, I feel like there was an episode of Real Ghostbusters where that was a. a point right that like hey egon can't you leave that thing at home and he goes no no yeah <laughs> i mean fair is fair when somebody figured out like how to measure barometric pressure they didn't just leave it at home they wandered around measuring it everywhere they could um so where's our proton pack it left New York an hour ago. <laughs> it's no, it's in, in Hawaii. Hawaii. It's already in Hawaii. And Slimer was in the crate with all That's four right. packs and traps. I'm so sorry. Although we never got to see Ghostbusters go to Hawaii, now that I think no. about it. That was a missed opportunity. I do. Oh, geez. I forgot about the Mardi yeah, Gras this is, the, this, is, yeah. this is the other thing that lends itself to your theory, though, that uh, Dipple slash Feig lifted elements from this episode like the guy walking on stilts mm -hmm. the parade and, and, and yeah just just that general overall vibe of like something that is time honored uh, as a tradition can also be super creepy like that they have that shot and i think the intention was to be like oh my god there's a new ghost or something but then you're hearing the tahiti song in the background uh, so it's you know not yeah. um I, I always, I loved this, Chris, when they would come together and build prototype gear out of whatever garbage they could find. Yeah. I do like this time that it's, yeah, there's those three guys. They just showed up a party with the 
evil time ghosts. Well, look, if, if you're going to possess people, you got to get your backup trio to come hang out with you. And you know, it's like every time Dave Grohl does an album, he calls in Paul McCartney and, you know, uh, maybe Molokai needed some extra hands. I don't know. I like that uh, Peter and Winston, you know, pulled up some wicker chairs to watch Ray do the work. <laughs> Go, Ray. Yeah. Like, there's just a ragtime three-piece band wandering around Goes the ghosts are back. Hey. Come on, guys. Hey, that's our tune. Like, they they only know when the saints go marching in. Yeah. And they listen to that, and that's they, they re- they're ready. They're always ready. All right. This is like some low-rent Treme action going on here. <laughs> the, okay, again, answer the call. The proto-pack here. Uh, untested, looks giant size. Uh, yeah. The guys all in the background. Like, I don't. I'm. I'm just saying. I. I have this strange sense that this was very influential on the 2016 film. But. Hey, all right. Way to go, Ray. Mess with the Ghostbusters, will you? <laughs> Take that. And of course, it overloads. The packs always overload. I like that they cobbled it together, but somehow still managed to install uh, an overload alarm. What was it on your? It's like it's the it's the Ghostbusters equivalent of making a robot, but making sure you put red lights in its eyes just in case it goes evil. Just in case, yeah, you gotta right. have that. It's gotta have that bidu 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 that that alarm. That's exactly what it's called, by the way. The bidu 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 alarm. Uh, that crater uh, needs to be uh, covered in concrete. <laughs> And nobody approach it for about a thousand years because that <laughs> Cause mushroom cloud is one hundred percent. One hundred percent. What was their power source for that pack, by the way? <laughs> Mardi Gratonium, like dark rum, <laughs> mainly. Dark <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I I don't know. That's uh. There, there's a lot of proton pack logic in real Ghostbusters that you just kind of have to throw caution to the wind. I think you on your yeah. Twitter account said like, what happens if they get wet? Like, there's a couple episodes where the, the proton packs get waterlogged. I think it's, like, the bad, um, well, the, the, uh, yeah, the fairy tale one later in the third or fourth season. They brought it up that it came up in the the video game, but that was about exposure, the pack's exposure to the, the water. I'm talking more like you're sending out charged particles when there's a lot of little conductive pieces falling from the sky like i don't know if you can aim a proton pack in a fog like it just um, dissipates out or yeah, something like the particle physics kind of get a little gnarly there um so okay coming up here is is probably one of my favorite moments of this uh i mean obviously i love the punk rock band and and all of the eras of ghostbusters playing music um, uh, but there is such an awesome dramatic moment here and it's a great the way that they animated it and the way they designed it so that peter gives this like all right here we go everybody one two three and it it builds and it builds and then uh well here listen it's it's about to happen here it comes it's it's right here malachi's band gets their turn here comes peter all right guys let's get down one two three <laughs> and then it's a slow dance at a sock hop? Yeah, it turns into the enchantment under the sea dance. Yeah, well... <laughs> I mean, I get that they were probably trying to go for some, like, 50s, 60s 
rock and roll here, but there was some faster rock and roll in the fifties, yeah. guys. And I'm the, just the, saying. The drum roll up that they have Ray do, and then this. It's such a strange, but it's it's so strange that I love it. And then we get into the Tahiti song here, and we get to see all the different eras, uh, including I'm Which sure Dan Amrick's yeah. favorite one. Right there. A little Sergeant Pepper. Yeah. 50 Sergeant Pepper was late 60s. So what was the one before it? Like, kind of. This that, is supposed to be 80s. So yeah, did they think it was like some sort of late 70s? Set, was suits, 70s or? Sergeant Pepper? Is that kind of what they were going for? So like 50s was the sock cop, 60s was them in their kind of like suits. Uh, nah, and then, I don't know. I don't know. But the music. Oh, yes. You drove them away by. The power of Tahiti. Using science music. <laughs> and they're gone forever because reasons. I know. I know. Nostalgically, you love this episode. This episode is one of the reasons why I'm not in a rush to go catch up on other episodes. Let's just be honest, okay? But, but this this shows just what real Ghostbusters was. It was just yeah. such goofy fun, and and here it's dealing with with uh, you know voodoo and magic and and uh, New Orleans and all these things that you know. I like that. They I like that they decide. That yeah, yeah, I understand. Why did you not want him to? Yeah, that's kind of my question Graff. too, lady. Like, not one of them could say, "Peter, you idiot, we're going to Hawaii." <laughs> there, you don't need him to listen. You just. <laughs> they don't want Peter to go to Hawaii. They want a vacation away from Peter. I don't blame them here. I guess. I guess. Like, if you lived with Peter Venkman, you would need a little bit of a break too. He's been running around with you know open air armpits for three days, so. <laughs> <laughs> But has it been three days? Who knows? And and maybe there's a refresh, like when they go into Depeche Mode Punk there, maybe there's a little bit of a you know an Axe Body Spray uh, something yeah. there that happens. <laughs> um, but anyway, so, so there was Play Them Ragtime Booze. It's going to be coming up on the official Ghostbusters uh, YouTube channel in, in a little bit here, and I'm, I'm really anxious to see how other people react to either re-watching this or, or seeing this episode again because it's... Right, it's it's all nostalgia. It's me knowing that I watched this uh, a million times as a kid in the yeah. Magic Window uh, VHS tapes. But it's funny it mentioned Magic Window at the end there. It does, yeah. The credits. It's kind of, some of those. This is taken from the, um, the what you guys watched as our reference is taken from the Time <coughs> Life show uh, uh, from whatever masters they had, and uh, yeah, you do get some of those. Hints toward like oh available now on Magic Window or the Tahiti you know credit yeah. in the in the back end of that one which some of the syndicated versions didn't have the t- Tahiti song uh, in it but listen don't get me wrong I don't hate the episode uh, as an adult it's a little goofy but as an adult too like I said at the beginning that episode begs for a Ghostmaster to like write it all out and ex- and and broaden it into like an RPG campaign. Like if Doug Banks ever wants to like phone it in for a season, yeah, that is that is an excellent. If it wasn't for the fact they've all seen it, but but like I say, if you're going to take new people on it, it's a really, really what it comes down to is a lot of real Ghostbusters episodes in a pinch would be perfect for somebody to throw together like a one or two night campaign for Ghostbusters, right? Just provided they're not familiar with the episode, just just lift the elements and go for it because. That was a, a per, like I said, they pulled a little uh, weird science to try to get their, uh, their, uh, yeah, this, this is like Ghostbusters 2 edition of, uh, yeah. Ghostbusters International edition of the We're RPG. We're just driving to Louisiana 
to just go driving to, to this Louisiana. Symposium. They do mm-hmm. a little weird yeah. science, try to improvise a pack because they don't have them. That's one of the starry things is they're hampered that they don't have their gear, which means research. The episode didn't have a lot of time for research, but no. in a campaign, they'd be doing a lot of research. Uh, yeah. Uh, trying to charm her into getting answers rather than she throws it out there. Uh, there's some magic going on, which, you know, was great fun. Um, but yeah, let's just put it this way. It, 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 uh, an, uh, you know, a, a kid would be thoroughly entertained by that. And as an adult, I have so many questions. <laughs> like, So you heard it here first, folks. Chris Stewart's <laughs> favorite episode of Real Ghostbusters <laughs> we just watched. <laughs> there it is. It is absolutely not my favorite. It is not my least favorite either. I, well, to be honest, I haven't, uh, I've been getting some, some stick online from people that I haven't watched all of them. So I may have to catch up. Oh. I'm missing episodes. So surely somewhere in there, surely there's a Slimer in the real Ghostbusters that like, just, I'm like, well, that's it. Well, that's the bottom of the barrel. I will say, and I'm, I'm hoping that we can somehow show that shift in one of the Deke peaks that's coming up here soon. When you go from the second to the third season, and when was it Q five? What was the name of the the um, children's uh, psychological uh, marketing company that came in and started yeah. telling, you know, uh, JMS that he couldn't have Janine with pointed glasses and stuff like that anymore? You there is there is a very noticeable shift, and it's not just that Dave Coulier and Laura Summer, or I'm sorry, that Dave Coulier and um, oh shoot, who replaced Laura Summer? You'll get it. Uh, I'm letting you because I don't know her name. So. Oh shoot! <laughs> I'm so sorry, inferior Janine. Unfortunately, but anyway, uh, but but the the voice has changed, um, and and that's that's very noticeable. But the the content and the subject matter changes very dramatically too. Um, so maybe in a future deep peaks, yeah. we'll, we'll get into that. Um, uh, try and imagine that company got paid tens, if not hundred thousand dollars. To tell them how to kill the cartoon. To basically run it into the ground. Yeah. Um, so I think that keeps me up at night sometimes. To yeah. Be so uh, at any rate, uh, ghostbustershq.net slash shop. Go check out the exclusive uh, limited time Deke Peaks uh, yep. Play Them Ragtime Booze uh, offerings because those will be gone next month when we do another uh, look at another episode. May not so be it's a gonna be Ghostbusters a good one. episode. No, it might not. May not. Just throwing that out there. So, uh, yeah, check, check that Don't out. Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Go, go, go stoppers. stoppers. I'm sorry. We'll do it again. We want to hear from you. Leave us a voicemail on our calling line at 470-242-4742. That's 4702-GBHQIC. We also have a Facebook page. Too. And Twitter accounts. Friend is dead. No kidding. Just give me the address. Search Facebook for... The Ghostbusters. Interdimensional Crossrip. On Twitter, look for Troy at Ghostbusters HQ and Chris at Proton Charger. What the hell are you doing? If you like what you hear, please take a moment to give us a review on iTunes. Be sure to recommend us to your friends. That makes good sense. Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Once again, our call-in line is 4702-GBHQIC. That ought to do it. Thanks very much, Ray. Chris, what do you got in terms of final thoughts for this week? I, I my only final thought is I think COVID beard's going to go away. I think this may be the last time people on YouTube see 
this Mine is, um, scruffy whatever is happening here. I chose not to wear my hat because I actually, I actually got a haircut this week. Uh, I discovered just in chatting that uh, one of uh, my son's friends in his class, they're all divvied up into bubble cohorts at school. Right, right. So one of his one of his buddies in his cohort, his dad uh, runs a barbershop and uh, he, he, he weathered it, but it was a weird rocky year for him because his old store space was uh, like the the building was uh, something. The space was no longer available, so he worked to set up the new space just in time for the pandemic. Mm. So he he Poor kind guy. of spent half a year getting his space set up, but wasn't really cutting hair. He made it at the other side sort of thing, and I was like, ah, so somebody who's sort of in our bubble and can cut my hair? So I went, you know, yep. mask on. He had his mask on, um, and he, he cleaned me up. I'm all nice and I'm all nice. And, I was gonna, yeah, you're looking. I'm all nice and I that, am not the I, I think that's shaggy what woodsman that's what's, I was last that's time. That's what's inspiring me to get because I can't even see my top lip here. This is crazy. Um, yeah, he went in. He's he, you know, uh, complete with the uh, the steamy towels and the, the little razor blade fancy. tidy up and um, uh, a, a small uh, gentle conversation about did you want me to trim the one or two old man eyebrow hair you gotta, you gotta get rid of the wizard eyebrows like that's me too it just happens you end up having these weird like peter falk things that happen and it's just gotta, gotta go away yeah like the grand design is like should we uh you know uh fix that thing where one in a thousand people's appendix blows up onto them or should we just let hairs randomly grow <laughs> three times the size they normally do as you get older it's like uh do the hair thing that one like, okay thanks yeah. Yeah. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot, genetics. Stupid human beings. We are uh, such weird that's creatures. That's not really a final thought. Yeah. There's nothing Ghostbuster-related, final thoughty. Um, uh, I, re I really, really don't. That's okay. fine. Um, Go to Walmart.com. Yeah. I'm going to try to get at least one of those Ectos. Heaven forbid I don't get them, and then we'll figure out you know, something on the tail. And maybe they'll be available in stores, and it'll be one of those wonderful things that post-pandemic we just walk into a yeah. Walmart and see just a, a, an aisle with some Ghostbuster stuff down there, even on an end cap or something would be wonderful to kind of see. But um, It'd be nice. That yeah, would be, it doesn't that have would to be, be great big, but it'd be nice tunnel. to see a full shelf display yeah. like the good old days. And Walmart has done that again. Going back to answer the call, they did have their little end cap, uh, you know, designs that they had for answer the call with some of that product. So it's stranger things have happened. But um, all right, well, uh, thanks everybody for joining us for for Deke Peaks for all of the Hasbro news that's fit to print. And uh, again, GhostbustersHQ.net/shop. Go pick up your knock knock shirt if you want one because this is your last chance. Seriously, I'm looking at you person watching us on youtube this is your last chance uh and uh go pick up the uh play them ragtime booze offerings because they're kind of fun i like them a lot uh, until next week everybody good luck happy hunting on walmart.com we'll see you on the other side Who you gonna call? We thanks for joining the ghostbusters interdimensional crossrip visit us at protoncharging.com ghostbustershq.net and stillplayingwithtoys.net Oh, everything you're doing is bad. I just want to let you know that. We'd like to get a sample of your brain tissue. Oh, oh, oh. Next week, though, Careless Pets. We're so good.